and you can have this feeling every time you choose. Hello and welcome back to the final episode of season one of the So What Are You podcast. Creating a podcast on a topic so dear to us was quite the experience. And so in this episode, Ida and I thought it would be nice to reflect on what went well, what didn't, and how we can make season two even better. As always, we're so grateful for all of your support. We'll include a few links in the episode descriptions that you can submit feedback in our 2022 survey if you have not, and also keep in touch with us as we take a short break between seasons. Hope you enjoy this episode and thanks again. Hello. Hello. Back. We're back. Uh, It's been a minute since we recorded, but we just wanted to get our finale for this season out and really thank everyone for listening and supporting and also reviewing us on many different means, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else that we exist. We really appreciate you and are thankful that you all put in the time to listen to us and support us and also rate and review means a lot. And we also do take a look at our feedback so that we can make this kind of better for everyone who is listening. So just know that your voices are heard and we very much so appreciate that. Yeah, I will second that. Uh, Appreciate everyone for just taking a chance on this podcast. It's definitely a unique one and it takes a lot of listening power. I think one of the reviews that I, one of our survey responses that I read, which we'll dive into a little bit more later, was the idea of like having a musical break in the middle of the podcast because it's a lot of intense listening straight, mm-hmm. <laughs> which sense. I totally understand. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, anywho, really appreciate everyone sticking with the podcast. It's been really nice to see a consistent listenership. So seeing that, you know, people are coming back and listening to a full hour of content each week has been really encouraging and honestly, a little bit mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Like Ida and I, I don't know. We didn't we didn't have any experience doing anything like this. So it was just trying something brand new from scratch and we're really thrilled with all the positive comments and also your ideas for how we can make this better. Yeah. So just going over the stats and how this first try at a podcast went. We had over 1000 total plays, which Woo! means yeah, woohoo. <laughs> I five to us. Mm-hmm. Um which means, you know, people uh, listened to a substantial amount of each episode. It's not just doing a little click. And one thing I think that's great about our podcast is people seem to listen to the very last 95%. So it means people are engaged, people want to listen to this, and they're coming back each week, which is really exciting to me. I don't um, think I even realized that meant that they were listening to 95, like a good portion of our podcast. So that does really mean a lot because I, as someone who listens to podcasts, sometimes will get thrown off and just kind of stop. So it means a lot. People are listening all the way through. Yeah. I mean, it, it has to, it's something that, you know, brings you some value. So that's really nice to see. I like to see the thousand plus number. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's, you know, we're just getting started, but that's a really nice thing to see and good confirmation of everything. And then let's see here. So we have listeners in many, many countries. So the breakdown goes, and I don't know how, how we're in these countries, but you know, we're on all these podcast networks. Some people are just discovering us through there, not just our 
friends or whoever we're posting to. So we have 88% of our listeners are in the United States. Uh, if you dig into that, you got California with 78%, then just at least another 15, 20 states. So that's kind of cool. But the interesting part is international. So I think our second largest geographic location is Germany. So interesting. <laughs> so we have 4% of our, our listeners in Germany, 3% United Kingdom, Australia. And then we have even some in less than one in Iran, Philippines, Uzbekistan, Singapore, <laughs> literally everywhere. Um, I love that. So I don't know what that means, but I think it's cool. I think it, <laughs> I think it's, yeah. uh, you know, that's what we want, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And I think, you know, when we made this podcast, we were thinking of like people, you know, in the U.S. because that's our experience of living with two different cultures, two backgrounds. And so it's nice to kind of see that other people outside of the U.S. also relate or find it interesting or have some interest kind of in that realm. Yeah. And it reminds me of like early on when we started the podcast, I really didn't. And even in the description of it, I, I really thought this topic applies to, you know, second generation immigrants who are going to be like 50% of the, the country is going to be mixed race in the next, like, I think 20 years or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I figured, you know, it would make sense and people would, would like that if they're kind of like, like us. Yeah. Um, But from early on all the way to the latest episodes, I've also found that a whole bunch of people who are, you know, Irish or Catholic or, you know, just typically referred to as white, like a lot of them are listening and sometimes for different reasons. I think people like the the concept of hearing someone's story. Yeah. And like, I think I assumed it has to be like famous people for people to care. But it yeah. was interesting to see that despite, you know, someone being relatively nameless, like right. people were people could relate regardless of what their background was. So right. that was one thing I felt early on, even in the earliest conversations was, okay, this is clearly bigger than, you know, second generation immigrants. This is like, everyone has a story and, right. and you can learn from all stories. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that also relates to my own personal experience of being a therapist. I kind of always share like in my supervisions when I talk to other therapists that like sometimes in the position that we're in, listening to people's stories as our job, you get to kind of live a million different lives through the stories that they tell you, the things that they've gone through. And so it makes me happy to know that this podcast kind of gives other people that experience as well, because I feel like a lot of what gives me perspective in life is being able to hear all these stories and kind of go through it with people. And so I think this is kind of a nice way to put it out there and put people's stories out there so that they can kind of live some different lives as well and mm -hmm. and get perspectives they wouldn't have gotten themselves. So yeah. that feels good to kind of give that out to the world. It almost feels like a like a light version of therapy yeah. without the the repetition, but yeah. it's almost like it's a repeated thing every couple of weeks, but a different person. So you right. get to hear a lot of different perspectives, which yep. I which I really enjoy. Yeah, me too. Also exciting, you know, all five stars were rated five stars on. I think all the all the podcast platforms were on, mm -hmm. um, and we also got a lot of positive comments on some of these platforms. I don't have it up with me right now, but I think one of the most interesting comments that I enjoyed reading because I think it you know has its place was there was a comment around 
enjoying the podcast. Um, it said something like, this is a good podcast for parents who have a high ego. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and also I think ended it with actually requesting to share even more, even go even deeper into those tough conversations. The person thought we were being relatively conservative, which I know that's how you and I, yeah. or at least that's how I feel. Yeah. But I really like the fact that someone kind of recognized that Hopefully it's a parent. I don't know if it was. It's probably if I, <laughs> I know. I, I, I hope it was a parent too. But it's probably a kid <laughs> who wishes their parent would listen to us. So I get that. But yeah, no, I mean, I think there's a lot of truth to that, that this is kind of a podcast that does need people who are listening to it to be open to feedback, open to different experiences. And especially, I think, yeah, parents and family and them being open to hearing how they showed up in these people's lives and whether it was good or it was bad or it was challenging, um, just kind of talking about that because I think it's part of, you know, taking away the stigma. And certainly in our culture, I think it is kind of challenging to talk about family, talk about parents, talk about kind of how your communities all intertwine because there's this feeling of protection and wanting to protect your family and make sure nobody gets hurt. And certainly, I think me and Farah's walk the line of trying to share and be open and also remember that our family is also listening and, you know, shouts out to them because I think our parents do have high ego because whether they wanted to or didn't want to, they do hear about our podcast and we probably wouldn't be able to do that if we didn't have parents who might be as open and down to hear that feedback, you know, live for the world to hear. So I definitely resonate with that. I like that that someone commented that. And I think also just remembering like our intention isn't ever to hurt anyone's feelings, but we also know that like in order to make change and to help people relate to things and kind of break these taboos and stigmas, we do have to be transparent and open as much as we can without the concept of blame. Um, So just some, a line that we are constantly kind of walking and hopefully find ways to kind of work through in the future. And to be transparent on our end, this podcast and like this whole, this whole experience hasn't been a cakewalk on this side either. Mm -hmm. Um, So like as much as we are all about having people talk about the truth of how they felt when they went through situations, you know, other people don't always see it that way. Some people think it's an attack on culture and an mm-hmm. attack on religion. It's very much not. Uh, it's yeah. very much the point of this podcast. And I think this is a good time to, to reiterate it mm-hmm. is Ida and I believe that you are entitled to having feelings and emotions regardless of anything. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you should be able to share that to whoever you want and publicly there's Mm -hmm. we live in a different world now everything's on the internet and we think that it just makes people stronger to share how they're feeling both for that person and the people in their lives Mm -hmm. and we want to provide a platform for people to do that if you don't feel comfortable going and talking to your family member or friend from childhood who did something whatever it is this is a place you can come and talk about it Mm -hmm. and just to be transparent on our side, this was a challenge for us. We we have a lot of people in our ears who feel uncomfortable with even talking about culture and religion publicly yep. because it's such a sensitive topic for them. But that's really not what the podcast is about. The mm-hmm. podcast is about sharing a real authentic feelings mm-hmm. and putting that out there so that other people know they're valid to feel that way. Right. And 
if somebody in that person's life wants to take a listen and wants to challenge themselves and say, Hey, have I been, was I like that? Have I Mm -hmm. been like this? Mm -hmm. That is, you know, the cherry on top. And that's like, that would be the beautiful thing that would happen out of this. Right. But again, this is not meant to offend people. It's not an attack on culture, parents, anything like that. Yeah. One of the good insights I had talking to one of the listeners of the podcast was actually um, an older, older listener, not, not our age. Yeah. Um, and he said, and I really appreciated this feedback. He's like, so I heard your podcast and I said, I said, what'd you think? And he, he said something which I thought was interesting. He said, it's really impossible for one generation to understand the generation underneath them. And he went into an example of how in Iran, so I asked him, I was like, okay, like, how so? What did your parents understand you? And this person came from Iran. And he he showed in his situation, for example, he talked about in Iran at the time, you know, his parents, when he was young in Iran, like the big thing there was families Mm -hmm. first and like the man and male is kind of like the head of the family. And that was kind of viewed as what you know, the culture mm-hmm. is about, yeah. um, or at least that's how it seemed. And then in his experience growing up, it became his, like our parents' generation, their thing became everything is focused around our children. Everything yeah. is about giving them the best possible opportunity. The man doesn't get like fed first when you go to a, mm. a party, the kids go first. Right. And everything is a sacrifice to give your kids the best opportunity. Mm-hmm. and he said that was their divide. Huh. They had, they didn't understand yep. each other. Yeah. And I thought it was cool to hear about like a, an example that's of an, a generation above us. Right. Um, cause I think that's interesting. And, and th- the fact that this individual recognizes that and gets that, yeah. I think just that in its own is, is really cool. And it's something that we need to keep in mind as well. Totally. Um, I do think you can understand other cultures if you put, in significant effort, but the reality is it's it's very hard. And we haven't been through that with our own younger generation yet. So um, something to keep in mind as we get older. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, yeah, I try to remember that. I think when I work with young people now is that definitely there are questionable things that are very confusing to me. I have no idea what is going on or maybe what the thought process is behind something that a younger generation is doing. But I also try to remember that like something we grew up believing, something we, I believe for sure is that like the people who will change the world are youth, are young people because they're seeing the world, they're living inside of it. And they also have a lot of access to doing different things and changing um, the course of society and, and the way people think. And so just a constant reminder, even in my own work and definitely throughout this podcast experience, just remembering that like there will come a time where it's going to be confusing to me too, whether I'm a parent or aunt or what, however that looks or a therapist for a teenager, but just trying to be open and recognize the like new ideas are what's going to change our world. So instead of being maybe resistant to it or questioning it as much, trying to find similarities between my experience and the younger generation. So props to anyone who's in the older generation is able to do that already. And then also just maybe a gentle nudge to those who listen. And it's hard to hear it from that perspective. Really what we're trying to do is build connection, not separation. So we're trying to find ways to express our experience, our feelings, our thought process 
our ideas about the world and we want to be understood in some way. And so it's not coming from a place of divide, more so just wanting to connect the generations, but recognizing it's challenging. Absolutely. So what would you say is your like favorite episode or favorite insight from an episode, I guess, from the content of the podcast itself? Mm-hmm. Um, curious, what, what was your favorite part? Yeah, that's a good question. You think about that a little bit. I think for I can go first go while you think about it. Yeah, I think on I wouldn't say a specific episode, but I think the biggest learning for me, and we also had feedback in our survey around this was, it became very apparent during this podcast to me that these topics are universal and in a much bigger way than I thought. Right. So like people that I may have considered like, you know, not as experiencing what I'm experiencing mm-hmm. were. And yeah. I and I had no idea. I, I remember someone commented in the survey saying, it's just like kind of mind boggling to hear what some of my like high school people uh, were going uh, through on the inside or yeah. like what their experience was when I only knew them through class. Right. Um, and then I've also seen that it's like cross-generational. Like definitely our main listenership is right in our kind of sweet spot. So like, right. I think it's 60% are between 28 and 34. But we have a good amount above that from 35 to 60 plus. And people of all different races connecting to different episodes in ways that I didn't expect. Totally. Um, and I think that's really cool. And it helps me learn like, this is even larger than what you thought in terms of who this is for, yeah. or who can who can get something from this. Yeah. So I think for me, it was like, it was the process of learning that, oh, it's not so scoped down necessarily to just people who are half races, or like two right. races, and, you know, dealing with that specific struggle of being on both sides. Yeah. But also other pieces that are just like not related to race per se, but maybe just environment and like how you grew up and like those and people can relate to those the same way. Like people really like hearing other people's experience and how they dealt with it. Totally. Yeah. And I think in a lot of ways it redefines kind of what I thought of as culture, because I think sometimes we think culture like, okay, well, ethnicity, race, background, maybe even society, but culture can also be the culture of your friend group, the culture of your family, the culture of the school you went to or the area you lived in. And I think that just, that really came through for me when I listened to all of our podcasts and kind of went through the process is that like, yeah, I mean, people have different backgrounds, but they also have different cultures in which they live. And sometimes those cultures are like friend circles or family Mm -hmm. or stuff like that. And so that was really eye-opening for me. I think one of my favorite parts of one of the podcasts we did with Ayan was that he opened my eyes to this concept that like, for example, when he was growing up in the United Arab Emirates, he was talking about how like people don't, people there in his experience didn't connect over things or activities or topics that they liked. And it really was so separated by religion or ethnicity. And so I think just having that as the first episode was big for me because it it kind of opened my eyes to the some big differences that we experienced being here. Like, 
Yeah, for sure. I felt kind of different because I was Iranian and also American, but there also was like this flexibility of like people I played soccer with who came from different backgrounds. And to hear an experience of someone who didn't necessarily have all that choice and then came here and had what they felt like was so much freedom and choice mm. gave me a different perspective on our experience here yeah. in the U.S. and that we definitely experience challenges because we're from a different culture, a different background. But at the same time, we also have this piece of like the flexibility and the freedom of choice in that like if you like soccer, if you like art, if you like whatever it is, you'll meet people from different mm -hmm. backgrounds that way. Mm -hmm. There might be judgment. There might be things that happen and comments that are made. And that's really challenging. But just the exposure in itself, I thought it was cool that he talked about that in the first episode because it kind of set the stage for me having even an even more open mind and also more gratefulness for the experience I had myself. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I even said it during that episode. I like, I'm like a hundred percent subscribe to that mentality that he has yeah. and have been living that way for the last like maybe six or seven years. Yeah. I think it takes a little bit of initiative and you have to search out and find your people right. and know what you like. And, and also keep if you don't know what you like, keep an open mind and experiment with different groups and try to find something that you all are excited about and like get energy from. Yeah. And when I started doing that in my life, it just turns out you build really strong relationships with people that you literally just met randomly online. Right. I mean, even if you go back to like heard the startup I started before where I'm at today, I've literally found the founders of or co-founders of my company through mental health hackathon mm. and a mental health technology Facebook group hmm. where I went to places where I, you know, have a comment, like we all are there for the same reason. And then really quickly, once you put yourself in those situations, you just narrow it, the pool of potential, like really close friendships or people you could really spend time with down really small. Right. So it becomes much easier to find people that make you happy, that are good to be around and people that you just need to be around when you're doing that. Thing. Right. And I think that's really valuable having people where you kind of have a thing or a community where you have a thing with them right? and you all do it. It's a mini community. Yeah. And like, there's nothing better than that. If it's in a, in a topic or doing something, sport, learning, whatever it is that you, you all really just like and choose to do. Yep. So yeah, I, I really, really love that yep. message that Ian sent and think it's like, yeah, it's a big change. And with technology these days, though, you can find any, like you can find a group of people who want to do anything. And I think right. that's also a piece of it. Like totally, you have to take initiative. You want to learn something, you go online, you figure out XYZ meetups, right. uh, how to do this. And then all of a sudden you'll find a community. And yeah. sometimes ours are online, sometimes they're in person. And those can provide you the support that you really need. Just a few of those little communities. Yep. Um, and I've, I, I personally love that. Yep. Yeah. I don't know how much you've had a chance to look through it, but we put out a survey a month or two ago, yep. um, kind of like a survey to get a pulse on how everyone's feeling about the podcast, what they like, what they don't like, what they'd like to see more of. Um, and some of our ideas that 
we're thinking of incorporating uh, in the next season. Great. So wanted to just spend a little bit of time just going through some of the the comments that I thought were interesting. Yeah. So let's start with things people really liked or their favorite thing about the podcast. Okay. So one of them was, which I mentioned earlier, was learning about people at classes within high school and then didn't know what they were experiencing beyond kind of the classroom. Yeah. I think that one was, you know, applies to a lot of people. We, we have gotten a lot of notes and comments from different people and also people signing up to be on the podcast after seeing other people. So yeah. that's, that's always cool to see, you know, they say honesty. Um, mm-hmm. I like that very simple and short, but it's, yeah. it's really the core of, of what we're trying to do. Totally. Um, we also see, I really enjoy the balance between guests with a professional background in mental health with more quote unquote, normal guests, i.e. not mental health professionals, (laughs) um, sharing their unique perspectives and upbringing. Yep. I agree. I think it feels like people like more of a balance than anything. Yeah. Uh, Since this applies to a wide group of people, I think that's a, a valid point. Real life experiences shared make it so relatable. Right. Hearing other people's backgrounds and finding ways to deal with my own issues, which Mm -hmm. is also great. I love the tactical component of it. Yep. I always wanted this podcast to lead to and be a community where you, you know, you can really get something out of it and really improve your life tactically or just by listening in and feeling. Um, so those were all some some good ones. Yeah. Um, what else? I, I guess the the interesting part is um, how can we improve the podcast? Right. So maybe we can talk about some of the ideas. Right. Uh, that people had. Yeah. I mean, I think one of them was just about taking like a small break in the middle of the podcast because uh, understandably it's a lot of intense kind of topics, and so it makes sense that people would want a small short break in there. I also really liked this feedback and personally do think it's a great idea, but recognize that there is kind of risk and it requires a lot of vulnerability. Um, But bringing on our parents and talking about our experience with our parents and giving our parents a voice to talk about what it was like for them, what they noticed, what they even think about the podcast, I would love for them to do that. Because I think that it can be one-sided. It's our experience and it's our feelings and, it, and that's valid in itself. And they might have something to share that sheds some light on how to have more empathy, compassion, whatever it is towards parents um, in these kinds of situations. So I really liked that. I also think it would be cool to, or even maybe just do a parent segment or switch in or just do some segments with other parents who may be open to this type of thing. Yeah. Because I think that is very powerful to hear what a real conversation sounds like. Yeah. uh, Between parent and child and how that turns out and could be helpful in attempting it yourself. So it's definitely a tougher thing, but this is something Ida and I have talked about and are interested in doing. So definitely going to give that some thought. Yeah. I appreciated the honesty kind of behind this, but it was like, you know, listening to kind of people's experiences with backgrounds like, let's say, Italian-American who someone might just throw you into the category of like having the white experience. And so the feedback kind of being like, 
oh man, like <laughs> regardless of the fact that maybe skin tone or they had light skin and you might throw them in that category of having been white, they actually really appreciated hearing the experience of kind of what are the differences in that culture and like where are we not as well versed on what is Italian versus just white and mm-hmm. and kind of what that looks like for a person. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to remember we can't in that way just kind of throw all white people into one lump. Yep. Um, and so it's important to kind of hear their experiences and how that was different for them. So there are props to that. So yeah, I, I very much that. agree with that. I think that's important. And, and, and I'm glad that that came across because I felt the same way. Yep. Some people that just didn't know their culture at all and made an assumption, but yep. it just goes to show you literally can't assume anything because someone might look some way but be the most culturally you know (laughs) involved person ever with whatever their heritage is so um, I I really like that as well yep and also just to add to that I think it's important to hear about everyone's culture um just in general like just because somebody looks a certain way doesn't mean that they don't have like a rich history or that Mm -hmm. their family or parents weren't heavily influenced by that, you know, base culture. It just helps you understand like how vast culture is. And you just, it's too, we we just make snap decisions when we see someone what they are, but it's really way deeper than that. Totally. Yeah. And also kind of going back to what I was saying about how culture can just be a family culture. Like this is a super extreme example, but I think when you hear about people's experiences, let's say coming from like a cult, for example, Mm -hmm. or like being raised in a super, super small town, like these things come with their own culture. So there, there's more to that word than I think we naturally talk about. So I, I, I think that's also important to look at. Yeah, I think there. So there was feedback about like avoiding labels, um, but also still being able to celebrate different cultures, like not having to fully identify with one or the other, and just being able to talk about different aspects of those cultures, which I'm super open to and like that. And I think oh, and to maybe bring some mental health professionals, like multiple of them, and then talking about this concept of like defining or challenging the idea of celebrating culture and rejecting labels and mm-hmm. just kind of seeing what feedback is about that and yep. and if it's helpful if it's hurtful if it's in between if it's both and yeah just having an open conversation about that yeah i'd love to hear multiple perspectives on that because i'm sure different people have different thoughts i'm it it feels like something it's like a ideology you kind of need to dig into Yep. And then I like this idea. I'm a big fan of like people asking questions because I think it obviously opens a lot of room for discussion and conflicting opinions or similar opinions. And so the concept of like taking questions from listeners every week and then bringing that up maybe in an episode, maybe at the end of a season or and then just kind of having us discuss that or discussing it with even people we bring on the show. So I kind of like that idea because I would be curious what questions maybe are coming up for listeners that we don't always cover. Right. Yep. Hearing a little bit more from people outside of the Bay or California, because 100%, I think, the Bay Area is is a unique culture in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are some unique experiences there. And so other states, other areas might have very different experiences. So I would love to hear from anyone who's outside of this area. Please reach out if you do want to talk about it. Would love to hear about that, even if it was about spending a summer somewhere or spending a year somewhere or a short period of time somewhere where you really felt like you saw something different, would love to hear about kind of what that experience looked like. And then also just, 
you know, having guests share even more stories about themselves, um, more insights into like kind of what they were feeling, what they were going through. So we're really open to doing that. And then maybe even having episodes that have preset themes so that we're hearing multiple different opinions or perspectives on one specific theme and kind of going about episodes that way. And so that might be helpful instead of a specific person to have a specific theme and then see what we can hear about and what other experiences people have with that. Yeah. I think early on we we kind of reached out to people and asked what format they liked. And it seemed like, you know, the long kind of format with a story, hearing someone's story was the way to go. Um, However, I do think it would be cool to experiment with different formats. Like maybe it's not always the same format each week or each couple of weeks. I think with themes, you can get much more deep on a specific topic, obviously. So you can stitch together multiple people's different experiences on a specific theme and really dive deep into it. So that's something we can definitely explore. Um, So yeah, those were just a few of the ideas in terms of like, what do people like about it? And how can we improve this podcast? Yep. Just wanted to thank everyone again for giving feedback because we really want to do this in a way that helps everyone and that is interesting to you. And we have our best guesses, but we want to take direct feedback from people who listen to this podcast and give them the content that they want to hear. So thank you so much for giving that feedback. And we'll also link the survey in the episode notes somewhere so that you have an opportunity to submit your thoughts. Uh, we'll, we'll just leave the survey open for a bit. And we even did some some gift giveaway, raffle giveaways last time. So we may do that again. So please uh, take a look at the survey when you have the chance, if you want to see something new on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of good ideas there. Uh, we've come up with a few ideas ourselves. So we've been doing this podcast for a few months now. This is going to be the last season of this this season. Uh, it was truly a really fun and unique experience, a good learning experience for us, just trying this out and seeing what it's like. We feel like we've learned a lot from you all and our guests. And the plan is now to take a little break to marinate in all of this feedback, start thinking a little bit about what we want to do and planning out our next season, probably closer to the summer. And we plan to do a lot of the things that you guys have brought up. So please keep an eye out. Uh, We'll be back and I'm excited for what we come up with. Me too. And Farage is getting married. So that's where we'll be. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, that is a contributor to our break. Um, (laughs) We both have a lot going on right now. So we're ready to take a break, recharge, come up with some new ideas and, and keep these kind of deep conversations going uh we've really enjoyed it we hope you do too and just keep your ears open for season two yeah see ya thank you bye bye thanks for listening to the so what are you podcast if you like this episode please feel free to rate and review and share with your friends Also, if any of you are looking for a therapist in California, feel free to reach out to me, Ida, through the practice I work for, Therapy Now SF. The link is in the bio.